Getting split. Getting split. Getting split. Getting split ready. For my wife. God rest her soul. God, I'm so sorry. No, no, no. Not dead. We're just divorced. Unscripted and honest discussions on divorce and separation. Getting split ready. What was I supposed to tell him? I divorced you from the show. Here's your hosts, Doug Katz and Mariah Pleasant. All right, we are here with another episode of Getting Split Ready. This is our September show, and kind of along with the lines of having thematic aspects of our show, we're going to talk a little bit about kind of spirituality, a little bit of, of meditation, and some other stuff on the show. And we have a great slate of guests today. We have Dr. Elspeth Moit and Freddie Zentel Weaver, founders of the Terra Nova Institute, relationship and intimacy coaches as well as renowned authors and speakers. We have Patrick Kolscher, attorney, mediator, and collaborative practitioner, and founder of Culture Conscious Family Law, and Teresa Baron Kulat, attorney, mediator, and collaborative practitioner as well, past president of the Collaborative Law Institute of Illinois, which is now called- the Collaborative Le Divorce Illinois. Okay, there you go. And founder of Trinity Family Law PC. So. We want to, I want to lead off talking a little bit about, and I love this topic. You know, we were, we were not scrambling, but trying to figure out like, how do we turn, what, what, what do we break this down at from, from a, a categorical perspective? And one of you suggested seeing divorce as co-creation instead of separation. And uh, Elspeth, I'd love to lead off with you talking a little bit about that, because I think it's fascinating thinking of, construction coming from destruction. Yes, even that, that is a destruction. What about a transformation? <laughs> then it may show up very different, uh, differently to us. So um, <clears throat> when we work with couples, it's very much about how to create co-creation and the emphasis on create. So we create either consciously or unconsciously. Whatever shows up in our lives is our creation. Most of it was not created consciously, not intentionally. However, what uh, I'm proposing is to look at how I wanna move forward in my life into the future to consider it a co-creation, co-creation with myself, that I be become conscious about myself, what I want, what I don't want, and then co-creation with my partner, either at the beginning of a relationship or at the end of a relationship. So while we may separate certain aspects of the relationship, and I particularly wanna emphasize the physical level here, like, you know, we split the furniture, we may move apart, all of that, that is, lives in the physical, in the three-dimensional world. However, there is another dimension that actually has carried the relationship or in most, you know, partnerships for a long time, which is the fifth dimension. In the fifth dimension lives love. Uh, there it lives like the connection. Like love is not something we can touch. We cannot see it with a mere eye. I can, you know, if Freddie, if we were to separate uh, from our relationship, I know when the 
it's gone, it's gone with him. So there's a physical separation. However, not necessarily an energetic separation. And once we can, you know, really creatively move in the realm of the fifth dimension of that what is not visible, however, that actually connects us. And love and the heart connection is at the very core. Of course, that needs to be cultivated. Mm. Wow. That was a lot. And if you could, I hate to, could you move a little closer to the mic uh, if you get the chance? A little, it was a little hard to hear. Um, oh. Thanks so much. What I'm dying to hear, because I saw nods coming from Teresa and Patrick a little bit. Talk if you guys could about sort of the practical component of that in terms of how you could manage that a little bit and in, in how you manage the process. Hey, Doug, since you said this gets to be conversational. Yeah. I would actually request if Elspeth and Freddie could describe the Tantra Nova Institute and what they do to give the listener a little bit of context. That's a great point. See, that's why we love having you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's great. She's great that way in a lot of ways. Yes. So Tantra Nova Institute, we've been here in Chicago for 20 years and we've shared our work all over the world uh, with all kinds of groups and couples and individuals. The work essentially is learning practices that can deepen our capacity to live with smooth grace, ease, and flow into what our most deep desires are. So, you know, we have this idea of what we'd like to create in our life, and oftentimes the only thing in the way is ourselves, though it appears that it's outside of ourselves. So in the practices we teach, they're really a, a variation of meditation that come from the East and the practices from the West in terms of what we know around uh, generative language and creative self-discovery and the approaches in, in therapeutic approach in language, how we can shift what we're creating. Yeah, and at the core, it's really, would you turn yeah. this off? At the core, it's really about creating relationship. Most of us have fallen into relationship. Sorry about that interruption. No, it's fine. Uh, Live. So, so creating consciously, none of us has learned that. You know, we fall in love. We don't speak about creating love. And so, as I said earlier, love lives in the fifth dimension, which is the energetic dimension. We want to learn how to move in the energetic dimension of creating intimacy and love consciously. So when we uncouple, we can also create, you know, that uncoupling consciously in terms of love, connection, um, and yeah, emphasis on creating and conscious. Wow. That's, <laughs> no, it, it, it's a wow, it's like really trying to process that whole thing because I think um, people do tend to um, move through life without uh, a deliberate consideration with what they're doing. They, they, they don't know their intent and things like that, right? They, they sort of react to things instead of responding to them. And that and sounds like you're bringing that to relationships. Yeah, right. Also, Doug, it's like that none of us, it's a generational, it has been passed on. You know, if we look at how much training and education and preparation we get for our careers, years of preparation, do we get preparation for relationships? None whatsoever. Well, just what you see on TV and a lot of that is not very productive. No. Well, I would also say that we do get a lot of training, but it's going to be from family relationships and other relationships that are not intentional. So our training, to some extent, probably 
leads us down the wrong path and has to be undone to go into the intentional realm where you're talking about. Yeah, a lot of unconscious modeling that we, we learn from. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're learning. We're just maybe not learning the right things. So you guys like are an institute of unlearning. I like that. Unlearning the bad habits that everybody picks up everywhere. Um, yeah, what, what starts to open up in the work is really choice because it appears that we're subjected to the things that don't work in our life. Of course, we take total credit for the good things. Yet, if we really take uh, full responsibility for everything in our life, we really start to see where we can make shifts. And if we keep looking inward, we can start shifting outward. Yeah, but I want to emphasize something here that, um, Mariah, what you said, I don't consider that training. I, learn, I call this learning by osmosis. Yeah. So training for me is a conscious act, no matter if I become a lawyer or a nurse or, you know, an, a relationship expert. And in each domain that we cultivate ourselves, there are certain distinctions and practices. Like Patrick and Terry wouldn't be lawyers if they hadn't learned certain distinctions with which they can move and then practice. And so in the, in the realm of relationship, it's the same. So how we know that we don't have any conscious or in intentional schooling is that so many relationships fall apart. Not that this is a bad thing going apart. However, for many, it's not, you know, it, it, it's, they just don't know how to sustain and move forward and cultivate a higher level of relationship. So anyway, I said- No, that's great. And then actually, Teresa, thank you for that because thank you for like, for, for encouraging that context because now I, I do really want to know from, from a, you know, the practitioner standpoint for you and Patrick, you know, I think there's a lot of, and I hear you, hear attorneys always talk about like, especially when there's kids involved, the divorce isn't the end of anything a lot of times. It's, it's the end of that relationship, but it's not the end, that part of the relationship, I guess, but it's not the end of the relationship. So is, do you guys integrate any of the, these, these concepts into what you guys do? Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, but I, and I think one of the things that's interesting about what Elizabeth is saying is that divorce is a time when you have a heightened sense of consciousness on the relationship, right? The, the process that you're going through is very much about bringing attention to the relationship with your spouse that you're uncoupling from, the relationship each of you may have with your children. And you're, you were there to help them try to make decisions, choices, make a choice about what kind of energy they want to bring into that process so that when they get to the other side of it, you're setting them up hopefully for themselves, for their, their own um, relationship with themselves to be um, establishing a, a, a ground that they can take off from to continue to grow as individuals. And then also if they're, they're going to be, if they're kids, especially in a co-parenting relationship with that, that former spouse for a long time, how can we help them create something in the divorce process that sets them up to have better communication when they're in a different form of a relationship after the divorce. It's best for the kids. It's best for them. Um, so I, I definitely think it's a time of heightened awareness on both our personal relationships, making choices about what we're going to do going forward as well. Yeah. And, and I'll kind of chime in 
building on what Elspeth said, there is really not training in terms of how to be in relationship formal. And then people live their life as a married couple, but then something's not working, right? And one of them or both of them decide that it's time to get divorced. And as Patrick said, some of us really do care about the energetic container and the what they're going to create, but truly the, the default legal system does not take that stuff into account. I mean, just be straight. Um, and then people live their life as a married couple, but then something's not working, right? And one of them or both of them decide that- They want to turn off your Facebook. And as Patrick said, some of us really do care about the energetic container and the, what they're going to create. Where is that coming from? Teresa, someone has their Facebook on. Oh, can you okay. guys All right. <laughs> my sound did something weird there for a second. Sorry. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And I, I heard kind of, I thought it was an echo, but yeah, it was a little bit of an echo. So, yeah. So I agree with what Patrick said, right? Our, if, when we're doing our job in a holistic manner, we're helping these people, you know, shift their patterns and create a new foundation to go forward. You said something in our previous podcast, uh, I'm 99% sure it was you that has stuck with me ever since is that there's three types of couples. One where both. To, yeah, can I, I'll repeat it. Yeah. Okay, so it's episode 17.1 for anyone <laughs> to go back and listen to it. Um, just, and, and this is my, I'm an attorney. Yes, I've been practicing since 92, but I've been into astrology and metaphysics and spirituality, you know, since the 70s. But the, what I see in terms of, as a divorce lawyer, the couples that come through my door are either A, both parties are complete. Like they've worked it out, they've done whatever they came together to do, and they're both ready to move on. And then the second type is where one person feels complete in their relationship, but the other one still wants to hang on to the patterns that they have. And then the third kind is when two people have enmeshed patterns that they keep playing out. Like, so whatever their patterns were in the marriage, they're gonna play them out during the divorce. And they're the people who are gonna keep playing them out, who get married to another person who's gonna have the same pattern because they didn't learn from the first marriage. Do you remember when Doug asked you, well, why would they complete the same pattern if they didn't work the first time? Why would they do it again? And we all had a chuckle. <laughs> I'll let Elizabeth and Reading to kind of pick that one up. Yeah, again, it comes down to choice. And a lot of what we create in our life, we aren't even aware we're creating because it comes from our subconscious programming, imprints, in, in uh, modeling, and so on. So in the work that we teach, it's really learning to develop what we call this witness state of mind, which is where we start to develop a capacity to watch our narrative and watch the energetic self that happens from that narrative. And it's from that place we can start to make conscious choices around what we most deeply desire. Because otherwise, it just appears that it re I'm really justified in making her wrong because uh, that's why I'm getting a divorce, because she went out with some other guy or because she doesn't clean the dishes or whatever it might be, uh, as opposed to it is what it is and what do I really want in my life without making the other wrong choice. So that starts to become, you know, more of the, the paramount uh, you know, uh, energy that's, uh, that's available. So in the work, really, it's, it's really about, um, you know, choosing and learning how to do that. And it's really, do you always say that, you know, that relationship is a beautiful place for, what do you say if I'm in the woods? Right, no, yeah, the, I, the opportunity in relationship is to see something about ourselves that we otherwise wouldn't see. 
And I usually, you know, say I'm fine in the woods by myself. You know, it's when I'm mirrored or triggered by the other. And, it, and, oh, the, and that process, though, is really starting to own, again, my own trigger. So once I can start to do that, you won't do what Terry was saying in terms of that third type where you keep recreating yourself in the next relationship, in the next relationship, in the next relationship. So do you, do you guys do work with people post-divorce? Is there, are there specific um, uh, curriculum or, or, you know, I know that you guys are speakers and authors. Do you, do you ever focus on that part of the, part of the, um, the process? Yeah, we've worked with any person who wants to learn about relationship. And there are, you can imagine, quite a number of them have either come out of a relationship or a marriage, you know, they do, usually don't come to us right away because they need to have a certain readiness to evolve themselves. It's all about self-evolution. And um, so into my life, I need to be ready for that. I need to be available. If I still have a crutch holding on to my ex in, in whatever way, I am not the space for love to arise and you know be invited in. So yes, we work with them, but not as an immediate follow-up. Although Terry sent couples over or individuals, um, more individuals uh, that use the work really to shift what we just have been talking about it, shifting their patterns so that they wouldn't repeat the same thing in a future relationship. Interesting. Well, if people want to find out more about your practice or more about the, and I want to make sure I get it right, the Tantra Nova Institute, how can they Perfect. find out more about, about your organization? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we are located on the north side um, and have our institute here. And uh, the web page is called tantranova.com. It's spelled T-A-N-T-R-A-N-O-V-A.com. Tantra Nova, you know, similar to Supernova. Tantra yeah. is an ancient practice that uh, is the yoga. Tantra yoga is the yoga of the energetic body. And like Hatha yoga, as we know it mostly in the West, it's the yoga of the physical body. So either tantranova.com or we have a phone number, 773-525-5006. But we are very visible on the internet, so you can find us there or just put in, you know, Elspeth Moid or Freddie Viva and we'll show up. Awesome. Well, this has been a great show. I want to thank all of my guests. I just dropped my piece of paper, so I'm going to pick it up right here. But I want to thank our guest, uh, Dr. Elspeth Moit. I got that right, right? Oh, beautiful. Awesome. I got it right. Freddie <laughs> Bettel, uh, Weevil, um, or Weaver, I'm sorry. My handwriting is terrible. <laughs> founders of the Tantra Nova Institute, um, Patrick Kolscher, uh, founder and uh, owner of the Kolscher Conscious Family Law, and Teresa Baron-Kulat, uh, founder and owner of Trinity Family Law. And um, again, all their information will be available to everybody. You know, I like to end the show to tell people, you know, I think people look at us, uh, Mariah and I, and they say, you guys are split ready, you're about divorce. And we're really not, you know, having guests like you on um, really is what we're about. It's about, um, you know, a conscious 
approach to uncoupling. We're about, you know, our business is about everything but what you guys talked about, right? It's about the the finances and, and approaching it in, in a logical manner, doing all that, but it can't be done without what you guys do. So thanks for coming on our show and, and, and addressing our listeners. Uh, and I always like to say, if anybody out there knows anybody considering divorce or if they're considering divorce, uh, it really, really makes sense to use some of the resources you can find at Split Ready. Use the resources we have on our show. Take the Split Ready uh, assessment. You can take it at www.splitready.com and have an idea how Split Ready you are. Uh, mm. Subscribe to the show. We're on YouTube, where, wherever you get your podcast, and, and share the information. Um, anything you want to end with, Mariah? Nope. We just always say that it is possible to come through your divorce with your finances, your integrity, and hopefully your sense of humor intact. So fantastic. Thanks everybody. And we'll see you in October. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks guys. Bye.